to Romans uh, chapter 1. Romans, the first chapter. Um, we'll see how the Holy Spirit leads us tonight. Um, so we'll begin here, and this may be, <clears throat> we may circle back around and end here. Praise God. We'll see how how our time flows, amen. So Romans chapter one, verse 16, it says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. For in it, in what? In the gospel, this, this message, this, this good news, that we have in the gospel the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith as it is written the just shall live by faith amen Paul being a master preacher teacher writer he reveals so much to us from the Holy Spirit, obviously, but he reveals so much to us as to the why behind Jesus' completed work on the cross. In other words, the four Gospels tell us that Jesus did it. They tell us what he did. But it's what comes after that in the Bible that explains to you and me why he did it and most importantly what that now has to do with you and me and he's saying that this gospel that he's not ashamed of contains within it the power of God to salvation brother Jerry says it this way it's not the man it's the message in other words if you will be bold enough to share this message with someone there's power in that message to bring salvation to them and faith by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. So the very sharing of that message will, will awaken and, and stir up, arouse is a word the Amplified Bible uses, the faith that's lying dormant in them to actually receive the salvation that's contained within this gospel message. So he says, for in it, in this gospel message, the righteousness of God is revealed. And this righteousness, as we've been learning, means our right standing with God. And so the gospel not only reveals what that right standing is, it also reveals how we can receive that right standing as a gift. It's not, it's not about earning it. It's not about... Um, you know, trying to be good enough long enough to, to acquire right standing with God. But what the, the good news, the gospel message that we proclaim, that we preach, amen, is that we believe on Jesus and what he's done for us and the right standing that he has with God being given to us as a gift. Now, we of course have been studying the subject of faith on Wednesday night for some time. And so here we see that in this gospel that reveals the righteousness of God, or for in it the righteousness of God is revealed, 
Notice it says here, it's revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. I want to, um, and I apologize for not being able to put it up on the screen tonight, but I want to give you this mess, this uh, verse 17 from the Amplified Bible. From the Amplified Bible. And this is how it reads. For in the gospel, a righteousness which God ascribes is revealed. Listen to this phrase right here both springing from faith and leading to faith. So it springs from faith, and then he says that in turn leads to faith. Springing from faith, leading, I'm sorry, springing from faith and leading to faith. And then if you've ever looked at the Amplified Bible, they'll have an amplification of what was just spoken in parentheses and so that that statement in parentheses says this disclosed through the way of faith that arouses to more faith so the idea here is he's he's talking about something that um, is is sparking faith that might be um, how how we uh, would say that word it's, it's awakening faith in us. He's talking about clearly something here that's what? Increasing. Increasing. It began by hearing the simple message. Let me, let, me, let me see if I can explain it to you this way, all right? I was born again at a young age. And when I was born again, I was given this gift of righteousness. I was given as a free gift an abundance of grace and a gift of right standing with God, right before God in the eyes of God, just as right before Him in His eyes as Jesus. All right? That instantly became true about me the moment I was born again. And I was born again by what? By faith, right? I heard the message and I believed it and responded to it. You with me so far? Okay. Guess how much I understood about righteousness at that point? <laughs> Literally zero, okay? Um, and again, I was very young, but the message that I heard and responded to, and it was accurate, involved the forgiveness of my sins, my name being written in the Lamb's Book of Life, me thankfully not having to go to a devil's hell, but one day getting to go to my Father's heaven. And, and all that was true, but what I've learned and believe since then, right, is that there's a lot more to it, a lot, of, a lot more wonderful things to it, amen? Like, for instance, I, as, as I'm growing in these things, I find out through that salvation experience, I became a new creation. I became somebody that day that I wasn't before. I didn't understand all that when it happened, okay? But notice now, as, as I'm hearing more and more about the things that became true about me the day I was born again, what is this doing? Faith by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. Now I'm, I'm believing that uh, I'm, I'm a new creation. And, and so then once that part is established in my heart by faith it leads me to because I'm a new creation I now have received a new identity 
right? And since I've received a new identity, um, part of that is I've become an heir of God and a joint heir with Jesus. And I find out that, that I've received gifts from him. But again, notice, I didn't understand any of that that Sunday night so many years ago when I received salvation. Now, that doesn't mean I wasn't saved because I didn't have a, you know, master's degree in theology or something like that. Um, but notice that what initiated um, my salvation was an act of faith. And that faith has led to more faith. And, and notice that the increase of faith has been to directly connected to an increase of things being revealed. Let me, let me read it to you again. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. Even when it comes to righteousness, and for those of you who have opportunity to, to be here on Sundays, you know that, that the Holy Spirit led us recently to revisit some of these things about our righteousness in connection to what we've been studying about the blessing, the blessing of Abraham on our lives. And I'm finding out the Bible has a lot to say about these two things being connected and related and, and intertwined with one another. And so now notice, as much as a lot of us have learned, or let me say it another way, it's easy to say, look at what I've learned, but really, look at what's been revealed to us. Because the Holy Spirit that teaches us, right? It's the Holy Spirit who's revealing to us things that, that we didn't understand or know anything about before. Now all of a sudden, he, we're, it's being revealed to us that a whole lot more happened the day we were born again than we previously understood or been told or had revealed to us. So notice that as, as the um, revelation increases, the faith increases, and as the faith increases, the revelation increases, one giving place to the other, um, positioning for the next, then giving place to the other again. And it's one of these things where we are growing and increasing in faith. All right, let me read it to you again. For in the gospel, amplified, for in the gospel a righteousness which God ascribes is revealed, both springing from faith and leading to faith, disclosed through the way of faith that arouses to more faith. As it is written, the man who through faith is just and upright shall live and shall live by faith. Now, I understand that this may be easier for you to connect with if I was able to put it on the screen behind me tonight. There's a few things I want you to take away from this, but the main one is, do you hear faith increasing in what this verse is saying? All right? So remember, in Luke Chapter 17, verse 5, the disciples asked Jesus, increase our faith. He then taught them about faith as a seed, faith as a servant. In other words, he's saying your faith is increased by using it. Your faith is increased when, when you understand the potential of it and how to release that potential. And so, you know, it would be like holding uh, a handful of seed and saying to Jesus, you know, increase um, the, the, the corn in my hand, right? And, and Jesus is gonna, Jesus is gonna tell you how to take that corn and the proper way to plant it, the proper way to, you follow what I'm saying? 
Faith is like that. We've been given faith as a seed, faith as a servant. And, and so they're saying increase our faith. And Jesus is saying, okay, let me tell you how this works. Let me tell you how to increase it. All right. So notice now he's saying that it goes from faith to faith is revealed from faith to faith, which awakens and arouses more faith. I, I shared the story, and I'm not going to go back through it. I've shared it here before, but I saw him recently. I saw him last Wednesday. He's a friend of mine, and um, he had a, an experience with the Lord many, many years ago, 36 years ago now, where he was in a recovery program, and, and he didn't, uh, they, they were, it was a faith-based program, and they were telling him that he would never overcome uh, his alcoholism uh, without God's help. And he said, I don't believe there's a God. And they're like, well, you're not ever going to get well unless you let God help you. And so finally, just after a, a standoff and, and, and all for some, you know, a, a while, they kept telling him, go talk to this God. Go to your room, lay in your bed, and talk to him. He said, I don't believe he's there. We don't care if you don't believe he's there. Just go talk to him. And so he's like, well, what I got to lose? As a matter of fact, he says it this way, my best thinking got me where I was. So maybe they know something I don't know. So he went and laid in his bed and it's like, God, this is awkward because I don't believe you exist, but they told me to talk to you, right? Well, he did that for a while. Notice what's happening now. Faith is leading to more faith, which is arousing more faith, which, you know, now he's engaging something in his heart. You know, he's reaching out to a God that he doesn't even know if, if, if he exists or not. And after he did that for a brief period of time, the Lord Jesus appeared to him in his room. Okay, amen. Well, obviously, his faith took a, a huge leap forward uh, when that happened. Amen. And, of course, he's been growing and increasing in faith ever since. Now, <clears throat> let me... I, I really at some point want to take the time to, uh, to expand this out in, in great detail. But when we talk about increasing our faith, and last week's message was um, learning faith from the Master. And Jesus said, come, and He would give us rest. Matthew 11, take his yoke upon us and learn from him and we would find rest. So clearly Jesus is talking about giving us rest and then us discovering that rest and experiencing and enjoying that rest in our life reality. Well, the Holy Spirit recently connected that verse for me in my heart with the ones in Hebrews where he talks about God's people never entering into rest because of unbelief. The promised land was theirs. God had given it to them just like we came to Jesus and he gave us rest. He gave them rest through their father Abraham. But because they never learned faith, they never entered rest. So I think a huge part of what Jesus wants to teach us, yoked up and doing life alongside him, is faith. He wants us to learn faith because faith is how we enter into the rest that belongs to us as his sons and daughters. Amen, are you seeing that? All right. So, we said last week then, I know this is some review, but I just want to remind you of this. Have you been practicing this? I want you to practice this, right? Two ways that we 
we learn faith from the master. The first one is um, by doing daily life with him. And, and any, any thing that you, you know, experience in life, ask him what, if anything, does faith have to do with this? If it's a problem, ask him, can faith fix this? If faith can fix this, show me how to fix this with faith, right? And this is, this is what, because this is how he taught the disciples, right? I mean, he, he cursed a fig tree, next day comes back, fig tree's dead, they're in shock and awe, and he says, have faith in God, and teaches them one of the greatest faith lessons ever taught, right? So again, every, every detail and aspect of your life, and please don't discount that, that's absolutely critically important, but we said the other way, that we learn faith from the master is by studying his life and teachings in the gospels. Because all of those things were recorded for us to teach us some very important aspects and characteristics about um, faith living. And if you'll notice this verse that we looked at tonight in Romans 1, after he talks about it being revealed from faith to faith, he says, remember the just shall live by faith. So if we live by faith, if we want to increase in life, we've got to increase in faith. There's no increasing in the life that God created you to live if you're not increasing in faith. Because we live by faith, and if our faith is very small and undeveloped, then we're going to be experiencing a very small and underdeveloped life. Amen. Are you following what I'm saying here? But if we, if we want to ex experience the bountiful, productive, meaningful life that God created us to live, and, and how do we live that life? We live it by faith. So we're going to increase in faith. Are you seeing this? All right, now, when we look carefully at the life of Jesus, we see, and again, you have to look closely because a lot of people are under the uh, false assumption that Jesus was God with skin pulled over him and, you know, it was just everything was just a tiptoe through the tulip, so to speak, for his, you know, life and existence here failing to consider that he actually emptied himself according to Philippians 2 of everything that made him God he came to this earth as a man and everything he did on this earth he did as a man for the Holy Spirit in right standing with God obviously he had never sinned and because he never sinned the Bible says sin darkens the understanding and so Jesus had as a human being he had a clarity um, that other human beings don't have but remember the same word that he had we've been given the same love that he had we've been given the same holy spirit jesus had we've been given the same glory that he had we've been given same access to the father jesus had we've been given nothing available to jesus to fulfill his purpose and destiny on planet earth that has been withheld or is not somehow available to you and me i said a lot right there but i mean i said it fast but there's all that's some important stuff okay now I said all that to say this, and I know, amen, it's, it's, it's getting late. Some of you, we started really early this morning, and here we are uh, getting late this evening, all right? If, if you write things down, take notes, I, I wanna, I'm going to give you three things to write down. And even if you don't normally write things down or take notes, if, if you can scramble around and get something to scribble this on, amen, I, I want you to take this with you. I want you to remember this, and I want you to really begin to look at, at, at these uh, uh, three things, okay? When we 
look at um, uh, for instance Paul said he pressed for the mark of the prize right what is the mark the mark is an intermediate step so if you've got a really big goal in life it would work out for you and it's even biblical right to break that down into you know smaller increasing steps towards the fulfillment of that okay so when we talk about increasing in faith obviously this is something that we can do daily faith by hearing hearing by the Word of God we can pray in the spirit that increases and helps us grow in faith we looked at that in class um, earlier this evening um, but then also by because faith without some action is dead so when we hear the word we begin to put that into practice and, and so this this is where we grow but but it seems to me like the Holy Spirit is saying to us that there are three key areas that we grow and progress through right and the first one is pretty obvious Hebrews 11 and 6 it's faith that God exists okay faith that God exists so you could like maybe like write number one faith that God exists Hebrews 11 6 says that without faith it's impossible to please God he that comes to God must believe that God is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him okay so talking about being revealed from faith to faith so it begins with believing that God exists now hear me out please there are born-again people who sometimes still struggle and and I, I know by the Spirit of God tonight and I'm not I'm not by any means asking anybody to raise their hand but I know by the Spirit of God tonight that there are folks in this room that that's where you are I mean you're here you're trying you know you've prayed the prayers you've this you've that but you know sometimes it just still eats away at you you know is 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 there really a God out there at, at all okay so th this is and again I, I, I certainly dealt with that in my walk with the Lord over the years especially when I was younger and I think anybody who's honest um, you know has at least at some point you know struggled in that area and so if that's if that's you tonight if that's if, th if that's where you are that's okay amen but what we want to do is we want to grow in you know our understanding of the existence of God and so the Bible has a lot to say about that does it not has a lot to say about you know all of creation giving testimony to his handiwork there are, there are things like you know <laughs> just the intricacies of creation the you know to me and you know I'm, 
tend to be kind of analytical if you hadn't figured that out by now. Um, you know, there's, there's lots of good ways, things that we can study and look at. But again, even if that's where you are, faith by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. And one of the most important prayers you could pray is to ask the Holy Spirit to reveal, because again, it's revealed from faith to faith, is to ask the Holy Spirit to reveal Father God to you, for you, for you to, to, to know Him. I, I, don't, I don't mean this to sound harsh or judgmental. I've heard more than one preacher stand in a pulpit. I'm not saying they weren't born again, but they didn't know God. Amen. They don't know Him. So how do you know that, Pastor Mark? <laughs> Just listen to what they say about Him. That's, that's not Him. Right? You see what I'm saying? I know Brian Reynolds. And so if somebody came to me talking to me about Brian Reynolds, I could tell you straight up whether or not they know Brian Reynolds. I've known him since he was a little kid. Right? So ask the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one who re he reveals Jesus, and Jesus reveals the Father. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Study the life of Jesus if you want to know what God the Father's like, right? But again, it's, and, and one of the really big ones is the Bible says that, that, that when we walk in love and, and when, we, when we show love to other people, that, that this helps, you know, remove doubt and, and question and uncertainty from our hearts. But, but if that's where you are, we, we got to get that solidified, okay, that there is a God, that He exists, okay? That's number one, okay? Now, faith level, whatever we want to call this, milestone number two is number one is that God exists. Number two is that you exist in Him. Okay? All right? Now, this is really important because the Bible, especially the New Testament, has a lot to say about someone who is in Christ. Someone like, for instance, Paul said it this way, in him we live and move and have our being. It's important that we believe that God exists. But what Father God desires to do in and through your life is going to require you to increase in faith beyond that. And the next major uh, uh, level of faith on your way up is to go from simply believing He exists to understanding that you exist in Him. Use the imagination Father gave you. This is one of the things that, and I, don't, I, don't, I believe the Holy Spirit inspired this. I'm not trying to get all, you know, spooky on you or anything like that. But one of the things that, that I imagine that helps me really connect with this and grow in faith where this aspect is concerned is obviously quoting the scriptures and, and, and talking about, you know, meditating on what the Bible says about this. But this is real simple and real practical. Anybody in here can do it. Is I picture Jesus standing there and me going up and hugging him. And as I hug him, I just melt into him and disappear into him. Okay? That I am in him. Amen. Come on now. This will change your life. If you start growing in faith and understanding that, man, 
I'm in Christ. I'm in Christ a weapon. I, you know, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. And it's just, it just goes on and on and on when you have this, you know, understanding that you exist in him. Okay? But Jesus taught us there's a level beyond that of faith. Okay? So level one is he exists, but just believing he exists is not enough. In other words, there's a lot of people born again that still haven't increased, they have, it hasn't been revealed to them yet who they are in Christ, that, that, that next, you know, major event, faith event in their lives, okay? So, number one, believe that he exists. Number two, believe that you exist in him, but there's a third one, and the third one is believe that he exists in you. That he exists in you. He doesn't just exist, and you don't just exist in him. You don't just have life in him. He has life in you. He is giving life to you. See, when Jesus taught us in John the 14th chapter, matter of fact, let me, let me just turn there, and we'll, we'll finish right here tonight. Amen. John chapter 14. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Um, <clears throat> listen uh, to this, all right? I'm going to begin at verse number one. Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am there you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on, you know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, show us the Father, and it is sufficient for us. Okay? So notice where Philip is in his faith. He believes in Jesus. He believes Jesus is the Son of God. But Jesus talks so much about his Father, he's saying, look, just, just show us the Father. Let us see him also, and it'll remove any doubt. It'll remove any concerns. It'll, it'll answer any questions that we have. You still good? I feel some of you slipping away. You still with me? Oh, that's not good. Yes? Okay. Jesus said to him, have I been with you so long and you, yet you've not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? You seeing this? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. The Father who dwells in me does the works. The Father who dwells in me does the works. As important as it is for us to progress to that level of faith where we believe that we exist in Him, it's not until we go to that next level that we will be able to consistently do the works that Jesus did. Because we don't do those works simply believing we're in Him. We do those works believing He's in us. Are you seeing this? All right, praise God. Let me finish. 
The Father who dwells in me does the works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Well, praise God. He goes on, if you love me, keep my commandments, and I'll pray the Father. He'll give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you a little while longer and the world will see me no more. But you will see me. Because I live, you will live also. At that day you will know that I am in my Father and you in me and I in you. He who has my commandments and keeps them and is he who loves me, he who loves me will be loved by my Father also and I will love him and manifest myself, make myself known to him. All right, so let me stop right here. Where, where are you? Again, I'm not asking you to shout it out. I'm just saying, I want you to think about this. This is what the Lord's been challenging me with, okay? Um, I, I'm, uh, amen. I'm not bragging, I'm just telling you. Um, I, I know too much about it to doubt it. He exists. I'm telling you tonight, he exists. I had somebody not long ago telling me, you know, how much they love and respect me and, and, and all this stuff, but they, were just, they also in that same conversation told me they didn't believe there was a God. And I never really, I've never really done it this way. I said, well, man, you must think I'm the biggest idiot that ever lived. Oh, no, 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 Pastor Mark. I'm like, well, I mean, you know, I mean, I've like given my whole life to this and for a God that, and he kind of, he kind of looked at me real confused, like, well, I never thought of it that way, you know? And I looked at him with tears in my eyes. I said, brother, if you have any respect for me whatsoever, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I know him. I know him, right? Look, like somebody trying to tell me Matt doesn't exist. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me, right? Okay, so thank God. I'm not saying that I've always been there. Times, my younger days, whatever, I think we all struggle with that. But amen, we've increased beyond there, all right? Now, I've been and we've been here at Heritage for some time, years now, decade really or more. We've been just, just going after who we are in Christ. He, that, that, that not only does he exist, but we exist in him. Amen. And so maybe that's where you are. Maybe you're wanting to get there. But that's, I'm just, I'm trying to help you Understand what the journey looks like, amen, where he's wanting to take you from believing there is no God to believing that he exists to receiving him as your savior to developing in your faith, increasing your faith to believing that not only does he exist, but you exist in him. But then once you're there, believing that he exists in you. See, this is where you believe that you lay your hands on the sick and the sick recover. Why? Because the healer, Jehovah Rapha, lives inside of you. He's in you. Amen. He's, he's in you. Amen. One of the sisters after class was talking about some prophetic things that's been happening in her life. And she's new to all this. And it's kind of wigging her out a little bit, you know. And she's like, I just, I don't know how I could tell somebody the future because the Lord showed her some future about some situations that have already come to pass. 
And of course, Sister Pam was, you know, real gentle and patient with her. And she said, look, sister, it's, it's not that you're seeing it. It's the Holy Spirit inside of you is seeing it and showing it to you. So there's a difference, right? There's a difference. I prayed with a brother not long ago and the Lord healed him. And, and, and he told somebody, Pastor Mark healed my leg. I said, no, no, no. I, the Holy Spirit in me healed your leg, right? But he's in me. He's in me. My confidence is I am in him and he is in me. Amen. Stand with me tonight. Praise God. You get anything out of this? All right. Amen. We, we have not forgotten about the woman with the issue of blood and Jairus. In, in case you don't know, he raises the little girl from the dead. Okay, so I don't mean to leave you hanging there. Jesus does that. And we've got some more stuff to learn from, from her account. But amen. We're learning faith from the master. Amen. And Jesus didn't just believe that he was in the Father. Jesus also believed that the Father was in him. And he said, it's the Father in me that does these works. Praise God. Setting the template for us to follow and learn from. Amen. Amen. Father, you're good to us and we love you tonight. Father, we release our faith tonight for healing. Father, I thank you that... that you have manifested healing in my vocal cords, Lord, before everyone listening tonight because they heard me trying to speak at the beginning of this service. So I give you honor for that, Father, and I thank you for that. I thank you, Lord, tonight that um, as we release our faith, Father, that you are producing mighty works and mighty miracles in other people's lives. Father, certainly we believe for ourselves tonight but it's such a beautiful thing, Lord, when we use the faith that you've given us to see somebody else experience a breakthrough. And so, Father, we release our faith for others. I know, Father, that um, even some urgent situations and some phone calls, Lord, that came in before service tonight, you know all the details on that. And I thank you, Lord, for working in those situations. I thank you, Father, for your peace and healing and comfort in those situations. I thank you, Father. Um, for the best possible outcome, Lord, in, in, in some really bad choices that some people have made. And I thank you, Lord, for working on their behalf. And we release our faith, Father. We're not just saying that because it's the kind thing to say. We're saying that, Father, because we, we are believing with you, Lord, because this is your heart for these, your people, these, your children, Lord. Thank you for good things tonight. Thank you, Lord, that we're going to finish this week strong and have a awesome time here on Sunday for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. Good things coming. We love you.